Andy Shea. Paul Hutchinson. Welcome to what I'm reliably informed is our fifth You podcast. So Thanks for having me. No, thank you very much for coming. Really appreciate it. I, I wondered whether I'd ever get to a position to drag you into the studio, <laughs> and it looks like I achieved the goal. Uh, I jumped, you I jumped. think. Well, even better, even yeah. better. Um, really, really pleased to have you here, and we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, I think 2013. Okay. Because it was straight out of uni. Straight out of that uni. You, you, you plucked me. Hand, hand I, I would have said felt sorry for you, but sure. <laughs> similar, similar. It's, it's, it's mindset, isn't it? it yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're here today. We're just going to chat. We're yeah. just going to talk about all sorts of things. I've got to just tell everyone immediately before you get introduced properly and give, give everyone an inkling of who you are and how we know each other. I have been so ill the last week and I am not very good at being ill. That's one thing I've reminded myself of. I'm really bad. So just, whenever just man, man fluing it straight man fluing it big time. Yeah. So I I have and there's a tie in here, right? But I definitely have unrealistic expectations of my body, of my physicality. And whenever something comes along and kind of knocks that off track, I really get pissed off. Like, yeah. I really get cheesed off because yeah. I'm like, why can't you do the things I'm expecting you to do? Yeah. And I wonder whether there's a link, you know, we're looking at the physical side, but, yeah. but equally, that's very true on the mental side as well, I think. Um, but before we even go there, uh, who are you? That is, that, is a, that is a very big question, Paul. And I don't know if that I'm, maybe, maybe we'll answer that by the end today. Uh, I hope so. But I, <laughs> I'm not sure if I know all, the answer to all of that. Uh, I'm, I'm Andy. Obviously, we've known each other since 2013, so you know you know who I am. But for the sake of the listener, uh, I am an incredibly average human being who uh, don't take what I'm saying as uh, any suggestion that I have a huge amount of um, intellect around the subjects that we're going to talk about today. I think that's good to get on the table straight away. Um, I'm no expert in, in anything, but... I'd argue, and sorry to interrupt because I know you're on a flow, but I'd argue you're the expert in yourself. Well, that's what I was about to say. So, you know, this is this is where almost 10 years that we've known each other, right? we almost know what we're going to say. Uh, I think the thing I am good at is self-reflection um, and knowing, um, not always in the moment, but, but being able to um, understand who I am where I'm going, where I want to go, and what has, um, if I'm on that track or not, and, and, and where, where um, what I need to do to get to, get to the right place I want to go to, um, which I think is pertinent for the conversation that we're, we're going to have today. So I know myself very well, and I think that's, a, um, maybe I'm being biased, but I think that's a skill that not everyone has, for sure. Um, and it's a skill that... Um, I find it really useful. Um, and I think that's the reason that I've got to where I am in any, and again, I'm not hugely successful. I'm not, you know, nothing um, hugely impressive about me at all, but I think um, I can put my, the success that I do have um, and the life that I do have down to my ability to look at myself and really uh, know what matters to the core of me Um and be able to adjust and make sure that I'm pointing towards that um, as often as I can 
uh, and again, pertinently for this conversation today that I think we're going to have is how I deal with things when that's not, when I've not been on the right track. Um, and then how I've noticed that, uh, what the triggers there have been, and then how you reset and, and refocus and, and, and go again. Um, so yeah, I'm Andy and I know who I am. Um, and hopefully after this, uh, I'll be able to explain a little bit better. That's awesome. Um, so a c- couple of things. So uh, you understood one of our key objectives is to try and bring s- more self-awareness and more self-consciousness to the individual so that they can make the right decisions for them. And one one thing strikes me about what you've said, um, you seem, uh, unlike lots of others that I've spoken to, you seem pretty certain that you're already aware of who you are and um, and I guess what makes you tick uh, both ways, positively and negatively. Um, and a part of that, my perception of you and the embodiment of Andy Shea, both physically and mentally, is is around, you know, key goals, key objectives. And it's always been, again, this is outside looking in, so it might not be accurate, but um, you always seem to set pretty aggressive, certainly ambitious goals for yourself. Um, and, and they can be from any kind of aspect of life, but mm-hmm. you always have a high expectation of yourself. And then you talk about, you know, when, when things don't quite go to plan, resetting. So I just wonder, the initial part of setting goals and objectives for yourself, I can see that both being a positive in your life and, and other people's lives, but also potentially a, a negative as well. So I just, you know, talk talk about, if you can, some some of the some of the goals that you set yourself, and we can talk about Iceland. I'd love to for you to talk about Iceland and sure. share that journey because that was an epic goal. Like, yeah. That's not a normal goal, right? Yeah, and, th- sure. and this is what I'm saying, right? So, um, but, you know, you are a goal setter. You're mm-hmm. definitely a goal chaser, a goal setter. And when you set goals versus not having any, yeah. there's more of a likelihood of not hitting or attaining those goals. So yeah. kind of that's the positive and negative. I just wondered what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, interestingly, on the last point you made there about when you set goals, you know, you're more likely to to achieve them. The interesting thing about my perception of my goal setting, I rarely actually hit them, but I don't really care. I mean, okay. I care in the moment I really care yep. um, because it hurts not hitting them but you always still achieve something, right? You're always still, if you're not hitting that ultimate goal, um, you've usually still achieved something along the way, mm-hmm. which is which is really powerful. And and that's, that's um, again, we will we will dig into Iceland because I think it's a really, it's a really cool story. Um, but just holistically, um, the the sheer act of, of setting that goal um, is, uh, sorry, not just setting the goal, but, but following that goal to its conclusion, whether that's success, whatever it's, well, actually I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase that. Whether that is achieving the goal mm-hmm. or falling short, you've been successful if you've followed a path to try. you've achieved some progress. You've achieved right? some progress, but also you've, you've tried. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that puts people off um, setting goals, whether they're big or small can be that fear of failure, right? Yeah. Um, and I think everyone kind of intrinsically, you know, that's that's really common, um, commonly talked about nowadays. Um, the fear of failure and, and how that can stop people from doing things. Um, and I I would definitely have that fear, 
but specifically with um, what opened my eyes post-Iceland, which you could look at as, and I did for a while, look at as a, as a failure. I tried to do something that I'd never done before. And I tried to do something that, um, and this part isn't important, but I tried to do something that many people wouldn't try to do. Yeah. And it's not important that people wouldn't try to do it, but it, it shows that it's a, um, a challenging endeavor. Um, and just in saying that I'm going to do it and by putting in the work to make myself able to do it, yep. I succeeded every single day along that, that path until the end, the end of it. Um, and, and that's really important to kind of, uh, shift your, your mindset from saying I success is only if I achieve yeah, the ultimate outcome that I yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah. No success, success is putting your mind to something and trying. Success yep. is every day that you try, that's that success. There's a um there's a um a a, a show by Ricky Gervais called Derek, um which I'm not sure if you'll oh, it, it's it's from uh, maybe it's from like 2000 early 2010s now, I think. Um and uh, I won't go into the, the whole details, um not for spoilers because it's been out for so long, I don't think it should matter now. <laughs> but um there's a bit near the end where uh one of the characters who is a um very downtrodden individual but but uh you know their life obviously hasn't been ideal but they look at themselves and, and basically reflecting on the fact that they, they say that i'm not a failure not because i didn't succeed i'm a failure because i didn't try and that's really important i think and, and tr- just just setting out to try and do something is amazing um whether you get the outcome that you want or not and i think that's something that's really important and, and the message that i want to send to a lot of people today to say don't worry about actually achieving the outcome. If you can, amazing. But just setting out to do something that you hadn't imagined before, however big or small, is 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 success. It's a it's a really powerful message that, um, and and I'm with you. You know, I, I had a I had a recent endeavour with a, a my third marathon, and I and I smashed the PB that I had, and uh, and I and I went I went. Uh, and talked about that as if I'd done that on the day. Mm-hmm. And somebody yeah. reminded me, you, you didn't do anything on the day. You did that PB in the six months. Yeah. Every single day you got up and you ran in the rain and the wind and the cold. That's when you got your PB. Exactly. Right? Um, and to your point, and I agree with you here as well, is even if I didn't get the PB, you know, the state of mind that I was in and and the state of physical um attributes I had compared to before I started was significantly better. So I'd achieved something, right? And and it actually didn't matter at the end of it. So tell everyone about Iceland because it was an epic challenge. Yeah. So um, I am now, uh, let's so set the, set, to set the whole scene, I'm now uh, just gone, just past my 31st birthday. Okay. So Are you showing off now? Yeah. Thanks. Uh, about my relative youth compared yes. to you? Or yes. No? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So when, when my joints creak, it's uh, it, that's that's the old age. Um, so I'm now just gone thirty my thirty my thirty first birthday. Um, throwback to February 2019. Um, I was sitting. Uh, I was in Leeds with my dad and my my brother, uh, having dinner after watching Leeds United almost definitely win a game of football because they're always, as we know, they always win football matches. <laughs> um, and I was 29. And I was thinking, I want to do something epic to 
prove to myself that I can, that I can set, as we just talked about, set my mind to something and, and, and achieve it. Yep. Um, and I'd taken up cycling the year before and I thought, there's something, there's something in there, in there that says, let's go and cycle something mammoth. Let's go and do some kind of big, big, big event. And there's the obvious ones, like there's, you know, in the UK, we've got John O'Roach Land's End, um, which is, I think it's about 900 miles. If you, like the kind of general one is about 900 miles, um, takes about two weeks-ish. Could could do that. But I've always loved Iceland. I went to Iceland in 2015 and it's an epic country um, and also very foreboding. Um, they can have, you know, um, as I as I now experienced, they can have um, snow and, and crazy storms in the middle of July. So um, I kind of turned to my, my dad and my brother and said, you know what, I'm going to go and cycle around Iceland. Uh, get so, so bike with my tent, all my food, solo, solo, no support, um, and get on my bike and cycle the 1,600 kilometers around Iceland um, as fast as I could without being um, super... Because part partially I wanted to see, that, see the country again. I didn't want to just like whiz around and not see it. How, how um, many kilometers? 1,600 kilometers. Um, so I think that's I think that's roughly a thousand miles. Yeah. Um, One point six, I think the conversion is. Um, it, cyclists work in kilometers because they like it to seem further. Than, <laughs> than it is. The bigger the number, that you you, you, look, you seem like you're going faster. You're going further. It's just it's a great it great little max. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I said I'm going to do this, and then obviously we know two months later the world shut down because of COVID. And my plan was to do it and finish it on my 30th birthday because this was a milestone birthday. I know that you would you would um, be upset by this, but I'd say I felt like I was getting old and it's good to feel like I can still do something that's yep. that's physically challenging. Um, so anyway, that COVID delayed things by, um, I, I guess, a year and a half or, or so. Um, but that whole time I was I was set on, on doing this. I, I'd been planning it. Uh, I knew exactly what my distances were and where I was going to be stopping. So essentially what I was doing was... Iceland has a ring road. So from Reykjavik um, all the way around, uh, it doesn't take into account the Western fjords, but all the way around uh, north coast, uh, the west coast, south coast, um, it has a single ring road, ring road called the Route, route 1, which is the 1600 kilometer road. Um, and I was going to cycle that um, and I was going to do it in 12 days of cycling, which is uh, give or take 120 kilometers average a day. Some days were much bigger, some days wow. were a little bit shorter. Wow. Um, and to, up to that point, I decided to do this. I'd been cycling maybe a hundred kilometers a week. Yeah. Cycling is definitely your thing, right? Cy- yeah, cycle, yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I was at that point of deciding to do that. I was a, a decent cyclist, mm-hmm. but I knew I had to become a, a, a good, a really good cyclist, especially to do it at the pace, um, and consistency that I was doing on, you know, cycling, um, a hundred kilometers. If, if you're a, even a relative novice cyclist, you can probably cycle hundred kilometers in a day. And do it. Okay. You'll probably be a little bit slow, and the next day you'll really so, hurt. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah. day you'll really hurt. Um. So the challenge was really being able to do that day in day out, in any, whatever weather. Yep. With an extra, um, I think at the end of the day, my bike weighed about twenty four kilos. Usually, when, usually when I'm cycling, my bike weighs eight kilos. So Ooh. I'm carrying okay. an extra uh, sixteen kilos of of gear on my yep. bike, which yep. weight and when cycle when you're cycling, weight is the one of the primary limiting factors into how fast and how much effort you work. Wind is the other one that's right. really, really bad. Um, so being able to cycle with that much extra weight day in, day out for two weeks with no break 
was going to be the the the, the big challenge um in this and that's what the training was going to be focused on how i can make my legs recover day after day um and and feel like i can get up and and, and go again um so yeah it was really the longevity of this challenge that was the 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 big the big thing um so i spent two years i guess on and off because uh i wasn't so when covid first hit my focus on it kind of slipped a little bit because i knew it wasn't going to happen anytime soon yeah um but the training was was you know on reflection the toughest part of it all getting getting the hours in to do that work as in finding the hours finding the hours yeah, yeah. yeah. um obviously between between work um family and relationship commitments and, and my dog um there's not a huge amount of time and, and cycling is uh you know when you're talking about trying to do like four five six hundred thousand six hundred kilometers a week um it's a lot you of know, time yeah that's a lot of time you're mm-hmm. talking 20 30 hours yep. a week yeah um which is is really difficult to find for anyone mm-hmm. um uh, and that was yeah on reflection probably the, the hardest part getting into that training but that's why what, what we've been talking about earlier that's the the success isn't just the outcome of the of the ultimate goal it's it's the successes that i put in that work and i and i trained and i and i planned and i um was able to get myself to the start line in a place where i was prepared to do it yep. right um just like you with your marathon you, yep. you 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 hit your ultimate goal but it was everyone recognizes that it was the work that you put in to get to that start line 100 yeah. percent. um to uh that was that was the hard part right that's that's where the real success lies um so and i was so the the, the timing slipped a little bit um but ultimately the the plan was july of this year um over 12 days of cycling um and i would end up back in reykjavik uh capital of iceland reykjavik um on my 31st birthday yep. okay yeah um so so a, a few months back and what a way to finish right i know and that's 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 kind of um you know in, in your head when you're planning these things and the expectation like oh wouldn't it be so um great to kind of cross that uh, yep. virtual finish line yep. um 30, just turned 31 and and uh greeted by um all the icelanders who were turn out to see me for some reason <laughs> or you know whoever whoever, uh, whoever wants to be involved um to kind of yeah cross that line because again the, the the physicality of it is is tough but i also always knew that the mental aspect was going to be really tough so i was going to be cycling alone um 10 hours a day maybe maybe even longer depending on how how tough that day was in possibly really adverse conditions um hoping for the best conditions possible but yeah. but you've got to prepare for for some really bad ones and 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 there's often you're, you kind of sit in one one of two camps is is you like your own company or actually you don't like your own company yeah. do you fall into one of those or do you cross over between the two i i uh i really love my own company yeah, yeah. I, i'm very very um much a, a solo kind of person um but i also really love sharing experiences with yeah. with with people that I'm closest to. Yeah. I have a very small group of core friends. And when I say very small, I mean two. Right. <laughs> I have yeah. two friends. Yeah. Um, but that suits me really. Yeah, and it's really interesting right. that, um, as I said, my, my brother has a massive group of friends. Okay. Um, his wedding was huge, like 100, 100 odd people. I'm like, I don't even know that many people <laughs> in my life. Whereas I've always kept a very small group of friends yeah. um, and been much more... Um, uh, super happy, just like on my own, even since I was a kid, just like, you know... Yeah. Um, playing with my, my trucks and my tractors all yeah, by myself. Yeah, 
no issue whatsoever. Um, so there's definitely a um, a piece that that says you know that that was kind of um, a nice place for me to be, like in my own in my own space in my own Catholic, head. Catholic, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It, and it and it definitely was. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, for for reasons I didn't expect it to be. Um, it was challenging and, and cathartic um again for, for 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 different reasons than what you'd expect from just going in um but i'm also not a great solo traveler okay. um i get very anxious traveling um timings of things and just not like i hate being late and and possibility of missing connections or or missing a deadline for so, anything. so is that about following the plan really yeah exactly and that's okay. why I'm a, I'm a huge planner so i said like i had um every kilometer of this mapped out so i knew exactly where every place and it, this wasn't just because i was anxious about traveling but uh to put in perspective with the remoteness of iceland i would be stopping each night at a campsite or a hostel maybe yeah if i was lucky yeah and on uh let's say seven days out of ten so 70 percent of the time i would not see another shop or place to stop until i then stopped for the for the night wow. so 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 10 hours 100 kilometers of you know, nothingness. If something goes and, wrong, and it rolls off the tongue, that right. But when you think about the reality of that, that that's very unusual for anyone to experience here. Yeah, I, I, and and it's that that was a daunting prospect, right? The, the the prospect that if something goes wrong, and that's why you have to. That's and that's part of the preparation, right? It goes yep. into saying, I need to make sure that I can account for nearly every eventuality, yep. and rely on myself because. Um, and, you know, there are people in Iceland and there there are always cars driving past, but sometimes there might not be one for an hour or so. Yeah. And it'd be one. Um, so you can't say that I will definitely be able to get help or food or yeah. water. Water is not so bad because they've got good streams and stuff, but you need to be prepared for today. I'm going to see nothing. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to have to just rely on on me and no one else. Um, which, as you say, in, 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 a, in a place like Scotland, um, which you can think of as re- like really remote, which you, you could, obviously you can get remote in the Highlands, but not many people would experience that kind of expectation, right? So I, I, I want to take you to the lowest point of yep. that journey um, and kind of make you relive it. And I want to make you relive it only because I, I find this fascinating myself, not in a morbid sense, but... You know, we all have days where we open our eyes, we're gaining consciousness after sleep or a lack of, and we find it really tough to motivate ourselves just to get out of bed Mm -hmm. and get on and do the normal things. So what I love hearing about is where there's these really adverse conditions and, you know, there's barriers, there's challenges, there may be suffering, there may be pain, and yet, somehow we elevate ourselves up above that and find it from somewhere. And I think there was a bit of that going on from from what you've said previously at the lowest point of, of that journey. Yeah. And I just want to delve into where that strength you think came from, how it manifested itself, and you know whether that was an unusual experience for you or, or, or whether that's actually something you knew you had in the kit bag because... It was tough, right? Yeah. Um, so there, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of low points. Um, I think going into uh, going into that um, challenge, you know, I was I was feeling really confident. I I'd done all the physical effort, physical work that I needed to do. And I felt mentally stable. I felt I felt super prepared in my in my kit and everything. Um, so 
I think there's a, there's a few low points, but I, I think specifically, both if we, if we take them in order, um, arrived in Iceland on the 9th of July, yep. ready to, and I had two days in Reykjavik to kind of set up and, and get ready to go, get mentally prepared, get the bike prepared, get all that kind of stuff prepared. Um, I'd built my bike up um, and I phoned my girlfriend yep. um, and had a bit of a chat with her and she said, that she could not be in a relationship with me anymore. So she basically broke up with me there, there and then, first and, day. And you were in Iceland? I was in Iceland, so 2,000 miles away. I don't know how exactly how far it is. Preparing for what was going to be the toughest physical, mental challenge of my of my life, um, and then being told the person that um, I'd, you know, the person who I thought was the, the one uh, said, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not in it anymore. Um, so at that point, every bone in your body, I would imagine, just wanted to get back on the plane, right? Oh, and, I, and yeah, yeah. You, you, you only think I'm in the wrong place just now. Yeah, There's yeah. one place I need to be just now, and it's back fighting for for that that life that yeah. I that I had. Um, and it's, I was so close. I was so close really? to just yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just, um, I, I think I phoned my brother, and told him what was what what happened yeah i told him i'm i'm coming home yeah. i think i think i must have said to him i'm coming home yeah um I, I, and paraphrase it but he just like no no you're not you're there's no way there's no way that i'm letting you do the work that you've done and give up now um so definitely this support aspect from 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 him and and my my friends um who is all just like the reality is that this situation is shit. This yep. is this is like yep. an awful situation to yep. be in. But what what are you going to achieve from coming home? Mm-hmm. What if like you've worked so hard for this, and what's going to happen is going to happen. It sounds like it already has happened. The best way to deal with this is to do what you, you what you set out in your mind to do, and prove to everyone that you can do it, and prove to yourself that you can still do it. Um, the other aspect is that, and I should have touched on this already. I, um, whilst I set out initially for this for this challenge to prove to myself that I can do something, um, I also did raise money for um, a charity called Tiny Changes, oh, great. Um, which is a charity uh, very very close to my heart, which was set up um, by the family and friends of um, lead singer or Fine Rabbit Scott Hutchison, who uh, tragically died by suicide. Um, uh, a number of years ago and and they were a really big uh scots music was a really big part of my life so um i was raising money for for, for them and i i'm really grateful to everyone who who contributed to that and, and we were able to raise two thousand oh, pounds for well them done. and the charity the charities thanks thank you um and thanks to everyone who uh who donated because i didn't really do anything to yep. to um to that. everyone that, that donated money for that um and they um their goal is to help uh, but the, the, their t- kind of tag is to help young minds in Scotland feel better. Um, so it's helping, specifically helping young people in Scotland with mental health issues. Love too. it, love it. Um, I, obviously, you know, close. Yep. It's close to what you guys are doing with yep. with with you understood. Um, so there's another aspect of that that said that I said like, this isn't just for me now. This is this is this is for Tiny Changes. This is for all the people that Tiny Changes support, and this is for all the people who supported me for Tiny Changes. So there was a bit of. Um, this maybe isn't the best word to use, 
Um, but there, there'd be a bit of guilt there, right? If I if I'd said if you waved the white flag, yeah. If I right. if yeah, I yeah, yeah, if yeah. I given already, because part of me thought put put myself in the shoes of people who are really going through mental crisis, right? And that's people I'm, I was trying to do this for, right? Yep. They can't just wave the white flag. They can't just say, "Oh, I'm having a bit of a bad day." I'm no. You have to persevere. So, um. I wouldn't want to give up on something that I that that people had had um, supported me on, but also what kind of message would I be saying sending if I just said because I can, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw in the towel mm-hmm. and come home because I have the resources to, I have the mindset to, you know, all those all those privileges that you would take for granted. Um, what message would I be sending if I if I did that? Yeah. So. Whilst I was super close to coming home, really the real the reality was I had no option to come home. It it, it just wasn't an, it wasn't an option. I said it, I I you know I verbalized it, but it never really was on the table to actually to do that because of the the work that I'd put in and and the the the, the message that I'd be sending. Um, but interestingly, I I I wouldn't say that I'm a particularly mentally strong person. Um. I can get knocked for six really, really quite easily. And I think you might might uh, attain to that. Um, I wear my heart on, this, on my sleeve, and and I think everyone can see what I'm feeling and when I'm feeling it. Um, and I can I can definitely very easily that let that affect outcome. So I also wanted to show that actually to myself, you you can be more resilient resilient than you than you think. So let's. Um, Let's go out and like, you know, fuck it. Let's go out and prove prove that you can do this. Yep. Um to everyone. Not that anyone said I couldn't do it. Yep. But to myself, I can take these these hits and I can suck them up and I can I can I, I, I can um do what I need to do when I when I when I when I got here. So um I didn't get on the back of the plane and I stayed in Iceland. How how do you because you know, a good few months have passed. Yeah. How do you reflect on that now, given that the time has passed? And because, and again, I can't let you uh, talk about um, your mental strength. I, I, I view you, for the record, I view you as an incredibly strong, resilient person. So it's interesting uh, to hear your views on it. Um, I, I think where where you're thrown or where you have wobbles is actually back to that planning piece. So I think in in your head, you know, things have to be a certain way or work out in a certain way. And if they don't, then, you know, that that's where you have a wobble. But I don't think that's a reflection. Again, this is just outside looking in. I don't think that's a reflection of your resilience, your robustness, your mental strength. Uh, far from it. Um, I I just think that's a reflection of your determination for things to to go as as planned right um yeah and, and there's a subtle difference there i think um, but sorry I, I came away from the i couldn't i couldn't let without without just giving you my my perception of your your mental strength which i think is really really good really strong and, and solid and i i realize that might not be the case with the outside looking in but in terms of reflection on those few months yeah so are, are you unequivocally delighted that you were tenacious determined um to see it out or or do you look at it dif- in a different way now oh no i i i am 
um, I would have been so disappointed if I hadn't continued on with it. Um, so, so yeah, beyond um, ecstatic that that I, you know, dug in and, and said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this because it, it it wasn't just the so so I go I I go into Iceland or that time period with a lot of expectations of oh you know I'm, you know as I've already talked I'm I'm thinking already the finish line in my head crossing that line and like yes I'm finished and and the whole of Iceland applauds me and everyone's like yeah greatest guy in the world isn't that Amazing. the way it played out or do- <laughs> not 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 okay, not quite okay. um, but uh, so yeah with all these expectations and not just Iceland but the expectations of um, I just got. Uh, a promotion at work so I expected some coming back and kind of hitting the ground running there and, and doing some great stuff at work yeah um I was wanting to buy a house move into the country and get a garden and and um all these expectations that were so kind of everything's going on everything's, now, right? yeah but I'm my my trajectory in my head is going up and up and up um and then obviously the relationship falls apart and everything yeah. changes, right? Um, so was that one of the cards in the deck, was it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's not it, It's not just that that changes my mindset around Iceland. It's, you know, then rather than, well, I'm thinking I'm going to buy a house, it's, I think I'm going to sell my flat and just move back to my parents. Right. It's it's uh, my work. I've got to take time off because I just can't, I can't handle taking a jump when my mind's over yeah. here. Um so it's the impact, actually, the knock-on effect. Of yeah, always, it's yeah. It, it's huge. And um, if we if we if we skip ahead to something that's also really important is that ultimately I didn't I didn't complete Iceland, right? Um, and you know this, but basically I made it almost exactly halfway round um, to a to a town called um, and I'll, for any Iceland, Icelanders listening, I apologise, <laughs> but to, to a town called Egilstedur, which is on the um, on the west coast of Iceland. So almost exactly halfway round, but I sustained, sustained a knee injury where the last three days I was I was resting more, taking a lot longer to do what I was needing to do. Um, so I I kind of um, I torn my um, patella tendon, not seriously, not like a you know a snapping where you're not going to walk, but I couldn't cycle I couldn't cycle standing down, I couldn't cycle standing up. Um, yeah, there was I, no choice. There right? was no there yeah, was no choice. Yeah. Um, and I spent three days trying to make trying to force a choice which was only making it worse. Um, and for the record, that's still 500 miles that yeah. you covered, right? Yeah. In, uh, so it, it was, uh, yeah, 500 miles in five days of cycling. Yeah. Um, so it was still, and that's why my knee gave up. It, it just, it, it um, despite all the training, yeah. um, you can't account for injury, yeah. I guess. And this yeah. was definitely a bigger volume than I'd ever done before. So... So if all we, these things, all are these, happening. Yeah. So I managed, I managed to jump over the the first hurdle of of um, my relationships has fallen apart. Yeah. To saying let's complete this anyway because I've got to. There's no choice. Yeah. To getting halfway round and realizing I can't do this. Like I physically can't finish this. Um, getting back to Reykjavik was was an ordeal in itself, but just a a mess of Icelandic public transport, which is not set up for, which is fine. It's not designed for somebody with a bike in Egilstadur <laughs> to get back to Reykjavik with their bike. Um, anyone listening who wants to cycle in Iceland, <laughs> if you're going to cycle in Iceland, make sure you can cycle. Do not ever expect to be able to take your bike anywhere because it is extremely difficult. Wow. Um, and you're going to be hard pressed for always getting the one bus a day or a week even that there is from wherever you are to back to, back to um, civilization. 
so yeah, don't take a bike to Iceland that you can't cycle. That's a big, that's a big thing. But all these things adding up uh, just kept hitting me. And I remember the phone call that I had with my parents and my brother and I FaceTimed them from, from Eggleseder just telling them like, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, and that was a really hard phone call to, to have. Um, my brother knew about the relationship at that time. My parents didn't know. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of things playing into kind of, because I don't want to tell, you know, I don't want to yeah. have one. I don't yeah. want to worry people and all, all this kind of stuff. So um, there was a lot of things knocking me for six. And then you realize I'm, I'm coming back now. Like, so now, now I'm not, I've not even been, as we talked earlier, like I don't want to measure success by the outcome, mm-hmm. but when you're down in the, in the, in the dark, you're only measuring success by the outcome. Correct. You don't, you can't think sensibly and rationally about actually, no, I've done so much. I, I can't think, well, I've done 500 miles in, in, in five days. No. I can't think like that. It's, no, success is probably at that point, just getting back to Reykjavik. And yeah. then you, and then you start again, what does success look like getting back to Scotland, right? yeah. et cetera, et cetera. You have to take it in small chunks. Exactly. So I wasn't successful and that, that was, you know, puts you into another layer of dark, layer of darkness um, where you just think everything is just collapsing around you just yep. now. And then you're like, wow, now I'm going home to a life that I don't know what my life is anymore. I don't even know. The unknown. Yeah. Um, like before I went to Iceland, I had all these expectations and I could close my eyes and I could think of my future in six months and I could see it very clearly of what it was. And, you know, after that, close my eyes. I can't even see what tomorrow is. It's just it's just shrouded in cloudness and cloud, cloud and darkness. There's nothing showing me what my future should be because I just don't know what my now is. Um, and, and that's the big knocker, isn't it? Because it changes like that. It changes yeah. in an instant, right? Um, and sometimes we make that change happen. But in your case, something else made that change happen. But, yeah. but, but all of a sudden, you're kind of the course of history, not through your choice. Yeah suddenly kind of deviates, yep. right? And and then you're into this, what the hell does this look like? I yeah. don't even know. I haven't even had time looking at this reality. So, you know, th- th- this is, I think this is a common, you know, okay, nobody cycles round Reykjavik, right? But, yeah. but relationships oh, it was, break it down. Oh, it was halfway around Iceland, not just, not just Reykjavik. <laughs> Sorry, Iceland. <laughs> um, but relationships break down, you know, financial troubles, uh, you know, work, work stuff, this is all kind of everyday mm-hmm. life yeah. and people really struggle and people are struggling now more than ever yeah, when you absolutely. look at the state of all sorts of measurements and metrics, right? Yeah. Whether it's wars or energy prices or inflation or the political turmoil. I mean, the list just goes on. The climate change. I mean, it's it's just pretty, pretty bad all round. How do you find that branch? How did, you know, yeah. how, how did, is it, is it a, is it a, a process? So if you're looking for something specific, you know, hidden in the in the snow or, you yeah. know, it's not there, right? It, you you have to kind of, do you have to build again? Yeah, I, and I don't want to um, suggest I have any or all of the answers. Okay. I can just kind of explain how it worked for me, right? Um, but the point is you didn't wave the white flag. Even with that sudden pivot, even yeah. with the unknown, even with the injury, even with the, and I'm sure you had a sense of failure at the time yeah, because absolutely. you wanted to complete it for the others, as you'd explained. All of that on top of you at the, at the same time. Yeah. A lot of people, honestly, and I don't blame anyone for pulling the covers over their heads and just wanting the world to go away, right? Well, I, di- I did. Right. I did. To be honest. Like, right. So so I, um, I just disappeared. Uh, 
you know, we explained earlier who Andy was yeah. and how I know who I am. Yeah. That was gone. I didn't know who I was okay. at that point. Okay. Um, and I, I did, I went up, I went to my parents and I stayed at my parents and my brothers for two weeks, just trying to heal, I guess. Yeah. Just I, not knowing what I, I don't know what I did every day. I don't, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I wrote a lot. Yeah. Good. Writing a lot really helped actually. Um, I wrote um, a lot of, you know, journaling my thoughts every single day. Um, negative and I say and positive. There, were, there weren't very many positive yeah, thoughts yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you got to try and try and capture those if you can. Um, you know, affirmations are really powerful, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and it's something I still try and do. Um, I think on a daily basis, people can think, um, people can get lost in thinking that there's nothing positive happening to them. But like oh, I had a warm shower today. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, what like that's that's good. And it, and and if you can, if you can affirm the really simple things, you're going to be so much happier. You're it's, be it's interesting you say this because this is a person, right? So yeah. so in in our and just bringing it back to the app, but we we we're working. We've got a six month roadmap, right? Of features and functions and all sorts of aesthetics and design changes and everything else. One of those things is a you know a daily win or an affirmation or a gratitude mm -hmm. right and lots of people call it different things uh, but but for us you know that daily win is something so small it can be i had breakfast yep right and if you can this is my my point if you can cling on to something that you are in control of and it can be the smallest of things and i mean really small it gives you a different perspective and a different outlook on the rest of your day, the rest of your week, yep. and gives you hope for the rest of your life. And it sounds really ridiculous, it's right? It's so powerful, though. But it's really powerful. It's right? powerful. And you, so you found that? Yeah, and I, I don't like um, I don't like comparing situations because I think it's a really dangerous thing to do. Yes. Um, and one of the things I always, and this, this might sound silly to some people, one of the things I always think is that everyone's biggest problem is their biggest problem. Mm-hmm. So it's relative, right? So, so, so somebody might look from the outside and say, Paul's biggest problem is far more, um, far bigger than Andy's biggest problem. But if they're both our biggest problem, does that really make a difference? Correct. Like yeah, it, rationally, maybe it does, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. almost. Agreed. Um, so that's why I don't like to compare things because it's, it's an individual thing. But the, the thing I find myself thinking is if everyone in the world even chucked their problems into a pile, mm -hmm. I would take mine back. I would take mine. I would say, yes, please. I'll, I'll have those problems just now yep. because seeing, seeing the problems that everyone else has got. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine are definitely easier to deal with. Yeah. Um, I, I think affirmations play into that being, um, warm showers, having breakfast. People don't have that. No. And especially even in this country just now, so many people are losing that. Yeah. Um, so being able to be present and understand that the shit may be hitting the fan. Yeah try and find those tiny things. And it's easy for me to say because I do have a lot of things to be very grateful for. And I know there are many people who have far less things to be yep. easily grateful for. Um, but that's what I try to hold on to and, and think about, go back to and, and reflect on where where is Andy? Who is Andy and what is Andy? And one of the really th interesting things I found is that I hadn't been Andy for actually quite a while um, before Iceland and, and before... Um, the demise of, of my expectations for, for my future. I hadn't been who I know I am, um, which leads into a lot of thoughts about maybe that plays into why things don't work out. Um, 
but it, it was really interesting to reflect on that and, and, and find my way back to who really is Andy. And, and I think finding my way back to who I am um, has been the, the key to re- recovery, yeah. uh, to, 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 feeling, to feeling better um, and to being more positive about where you know what's happened and where i'm where i'm going i say being positive about what's happened i'm never gonna be positive about, positive about what's happened um since july but i can be positive about the way that i've the way that i am now and how i've journeyed through that um that recovery of um like it's really some and you know so you know that i love the gym right for me the hardest i ever work is in physical endeavors yeah um i am very much a I will, I will do my job to my best, but I'm not a careerist, right? I, I, I'm not somebody who's going to give their life up for their career. I will do a good job and I will make sure that I can have a lifestyle that I want. Yep. But what I will give stuff up for is making sure that I can be as physically good as I can be. Um, I was a day away from quitting my gym. I, so my gym membership was coming, was coming to an end. I wasn't going to renew it. and I renewed it. And ever since then, I've been in the gym five days a week. Um, every single week for the past what we now two two three months ah, I feel so great and you know I feel great right yeah <laughs> I, I can tell uh, you're in a good you're well you're in a better place because of the amount of abuse I get for the football it, yeah so exactly. so I can tell you're in a much better place yeah. and, and part of that's the gym and the physicality uh, of it right? and, and, and it's uh, the gym is is relevant to me but it's the part of that is I reflected on who who am I right who 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 was Andy and where how can I find the Andy again that was really happy and and driven yeah. and able to do um able to be resilient and able to uh build a a future for themselves um and it was in things like uh the affirmations the gym we spoke about it before um when, when we met up this morning um you very very nice to comment on how I was dressed and, and we spoke about this and that you know when I when you're in the depths and even before then um I would just sit in my trackies, and there's nothing wrong with sitting in trackies. But I, I, you know, I wouldn't shower. I would sit in my trackies. I wouldn't make an effort, and that propagates itself in in many aspects of life. Yeah. And now every day, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. Some, you know, casual, smart. Do my hair. Make myself feel like I am being productive and 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 actually presenting myself in a way that I think is um, more positive. And that that's sort of getting back a sense of purpose yeah purposefulness isn't yeah it? Um, um so it's all it's all tiny steps i think yeah. and these aren't the answers for everyone no but i think i think if you can practice self-reflection yep. and and really get good at it um i, I say i'm lucky we, we started off the top, 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 top of the podcast i'm lucky i feel like that comes very naturally to me um it doesn't mean i always get it right by the way it just means that i can i can reflect but, but, but i can also reflect on when i'm being being a dick which is all, all the time I can, I can i can confirm that i can confirm um and hopefully make changes to be, do less of that but um because we're, we're, we're all changing right yeah and 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 i think maybe you know one of the reflections i have going back i don't know 10 20 years um is that life seemed to be far more black and white for me then Mm -hmm. uh and fast forward 10 20 years and i realize it's really not like that and uh and you know the paul hutchinson that existed five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 there's constant evolution and change happening through 
relationships, through learned experience, through new information, um, constantly changing and adapting uh, to life around you. And I would still say that I'm still, you know, again, the embodiment of myself. But I think you have to recognize, uh, and, and maybe it took me a little bit longer than it should have done, but I think change is an important aspect of life in terms of the way that you have to adapt and flex Mm -hmm. so again when I talk about simple you know the simplistic view of life I had everything was very much not everything I'm I'm oversimplifying it but things were either there or there and you know that there was no in between it was either that or that and and if you were good that that was the embodiment of that or or the reflection of that if you were bad then this is what that looked like and there was nothing in between and now what a load of bullets. Yeah, how right? crazy way to think about the world, right? Um, and, and it almost makes me cringe, really, yeah. uh, look, looking back uh, at some of those thoughts. And and I was, you know, the conviction behind them, yeah. solid. It was there, right? Right? Solid. And I would have stood up and made myself look more of an idiot <laughs> by, by by really kind of supporting those views. And, and I guess the softening of those has been a really a really interesting part of my life as I've got kind of older. Yeah, but, um, but also the fact, so you just talked about there yourself, you've been self-reflecting, like in, the, much, in this past minute, much, you've yeah. been just yeah. describing how you've been self-reflecting yeah. on um, what you used to be like and what, what Paul's like now. And it's the same Paul, It's right? super powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super yeah. powerful because you can look at the way that you thought before and then if you can understand what's led to now, mm-hmm. you can allow yourself to not be swayed so much by those impacts in the future because you understand it's all been a journey. Yeah. I've adapted from here to here. Yeah. I can adapt from here to here. Um and I, I can understand and I can I can work through this via yep. that self-reflection of of knowing at the core who I am. But you've got to adapt to the times as well though. With, well with all the with all the guests, I think we've touched upon this one thing and I'm interested to see your answer on it. Is Self-reflection needs or necessitates quality time, mm-hmm. really, to 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 work through all of the thoughts, all of the possibilities, all of the rights and wrongs of history in your own life, and all of the opportunities moving forward. But it needs quality time, and I can't help but think time is one of the resources that, if you look across our societies and i'm talking globally it's one of the commodities that really is not valued yeah and actually one of the most precious commodities we all have and we choose to do things in that time and everyone has their own prerogative really to do whatever they want but when you look at the way society is using time yeah it's it genuinely saddens me like I, I genuinely get sad, but I can't get sad on behalf of other people, yeah. right? Because that, that, that's that's a, a, a poor quality, I think. Um, but I think being reminded of that and literally stopping, you know, put, putting that pause into your life so you can actually reflect on a regular basis, I think is so vital. And it's not something that I considered 10 years ago. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I... Often, I, I don't set aside time to reflect. Okay, um, it just happens naturally. It just, for you. It, it just happens at moments when I think I, I need it. I guess. Yeah. Um, which maybe isn't the best way to do it because it means I'm only reflecting when there's a stimuli to say, oh, something needs to change okay. or something. Yep. Something needs to adapt here. I think it's probably far more beneficial 
um, and consistently beneficial to probably set aside that time. Um, so maybe something I should I should I should do more. But I think I think you're right. Um, our use of time is so um, I think it's disconnected from the reality of our um, finite availability of time. Because especially uh, me, obviously I'm I'm getting older, but I'm still quite young. Mm-hmm. You just don't think about no. you know some point times. I, I think I remember when when we first met and I was twenty two, twenty three, mm-hmm. um, and you always used to say like I don't even know I'm born. And I still don't feel like I, I, I still probably don't know I'm born compared to you, but I definitely know more than I was before. Yeah, and I'm aware now more of the um, the fact that you know things don't things don't stick around forever, um, and you need to be aware of that when you're going into anything. Um, and aware of that with the decisions that you make every day, and, and that's I'm not I'm not great at saying well I'm going to make the best decision. every day every decision I make today is going to be the best decision about based on the fact that I've only got a certain amount of time here. Um, in fact, I say I'm awful at that. I love wasting time, um, but that doesn't mean that I don't know that there is a better way to do things. Probably, and yep. that in the moment there are there are decisions where I could t- times when I could say actually this is a better way of 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 using my um uh, my time and one of the things that i think we always get stopped by is fear of failure mm-hmm. fear of rejection yeah um i know that again this is this is a, something that people will will say all the time but when you remember that you're only here for 60 70 80 years mm-hmm. just forget it yeah just just get on just, with it, just right? get on with it yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you're thinking about talking to a random person in the street just do it yeah you're never going to see them again. No. And if you don't, if you do and if you don't, uh, what's the worst that's going to happen? One of the things that gives me the biggest pleasure, and I mean this genu- genuinely, is like random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had one not so long ago, maybe six weeks ago, um, and it sounds the stupidest thing. I'm, I'm saying it anyway, but somebody got off a train and uh, the doors were closing and I looked and they'd left their bag on the seat. Yeah. And as the doors were closing, literally I grabbed the bag. They realized and came back towards the doors and I managed to get the bag through the doors. Indiana Jones style. And uh-huh. Indiana Jones style, the doors shut. And I will never forget this guy's face Yeah. as the train pulled away because we weren't able to talk. Yeah. I will never forget the look of gratitude on, on that guy's face and, and his eyes. Just He just couldn't believe yeah. that that had happened. And that was such a you know, innocuous, small, no, but it's, it's, silly it's thing. Huge. But for him, that was massive. Well, for you, it's massive. huge too. I, I, I think it would be huge for everyone because how many other people saw that bag? Probably a few. Probably a few people I, saw the bag. I would imagine so, absolutely. And, and didn't act. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that they didn't act but to, to just yeah. um, uh, besmirch them. It's yeah. saying you see that kind of stuff every day. You see somebody who needs a small thing. Yes. And everyone just passes it by, and I do it. I yeah. do it too. You know what? But they make the big differences, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the 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 times when somebody does something small and innocuous to help somebody else is huge for everyone. Yeah. I think the reason we don't do it is because we're all scared of like genuine interactions. Yes. Um. You're like, oh, it's a bit weird to yeah. just walk up to somebody and, and <laughs> oh, what, what if it's not their back? I don't know. Um. We're we're scared of that. I don't know why that is. Um. I don't think we have time to go into why that is. But um. We're scared of that, which means that every time that it happens, it's really powerful. Yeah. Um. I'd, I had a few moments like that in Iceland where um, I met people who helped me when they had no reason to. In in fact, um, I know we're 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 yeah. at time. Yeah. Um, 
so this is this is a, a quite a tough story to tell actually. Um, there is a Scottish uh, cyclist called Rab Wardle, okay, who recently passed away in his sleep. Um, he this was the day after he'd won uh, the was it the Scottish uh, what was the championship he won Scottish mountain bike championship I think, okay, and this okay. is very recent, so you can you can look it up. Right, Rab, right. Rab Wardle, yep. Rab was a um, massive supporter of Tiny Changes, um, and Rab reached out to me on many occasions on Instagram when I was promoting um, the the cycle to give me support, to give me um, feedback, and just to let, let me know, like, I think you're doing a great, I think you're doing a great job um, leading up to Iceland. And when I was in Iceland, he was the first person every day to reach out oh, to me and wow. say, doing a great job, keep it up, smashing it, love reading about this. And he was the first person to reply to my story that I put up saying, like, I've had to quit, yep. saying, do not worry, you've done a great job. This is going to feel like failure just now, but pick yourself up and go again and you'll be, you know, you'll be grand. He never met me. He didn't know who I was. He had no reason to reach out to me, but he did because it was the right thing to do and he, and he thought it was the right thing to do. And despite never meeting him, um, his death moved me so much because of the person that I knew I knew that he was because yep. of the way that he'd interacted with somebody who he had no reason to. He yep. had no, it's like it's like the bag thing. You yep. had, you had no, no reason, reason. No. to give them that. No. He had no reason to give me the support that he did, but he did because it's the right thing to do, um, and because he's a good person. So, so if we all did a bit more of that, or tried to yep. find opportunities to do a bit more of that, actually, the difference we'd make would be huge. So, because it's not just the difference to the. I bet the the guy who gave the bag to. Yeah pointed something great for somebody else because he was, he remembered you in think fact, to pass it on thing, yeah right? yeah um what, what's this what's the saying uh i can't remember this there's a there's a there's a there's a term for it yep. um pay it forward pay it forward there you go right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we go pay it forward more yeah it, it's a knock-on and everyone be super happy that is a great place to end it um i, I don't know where the time's gone i yeah. had a list of things i wanted to get through there have been so many um real nuggets in that conversation and i i genuinely believe that one to several of them will be uh absorbed and digested by the listeners um and they'll be super grateful you came in to talk about it i think that was a challenging thing to talk about anyway i'm super grateful again thanks for having me i really thank you andy appreciate really appreciate it no thank you very much all right cheers great. thank you